Okay, guys, Splendid Torch Podcast. I'm here with Professor Tony. What's up, guys? And Miss Melissa. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing good. How about you guys? I'm doing well. So before we got on the podcast, we were talking about we're getting our first taste of internet fame. And Weird. it's not fucking pleasant. Weird. <laughs> so everything that we do, including all these recent posts, everything we do social media-wise is, is to do one thing only to give a glimpse of, of the magic that happens on our mat. And it's only geared towards two groups. One is our tribe, the people who already train here. I want yeah. you to be able to go onto your phone after a night of training and see yourself and see the, the vibe with some music on it, super sweet like jump cuts that Kenny puts together. That's for the, the tribe. And then downstream effect of that is if you're interested in jujitsu and you look up McHugh Jiu-Jitsu on Instagram, oh shit, look at what they're doing. Like I could kind of see how they're, like having fun together. I could see how they're getting after it. That's it. Like we've never had the goal of extended reach. Right. And evidence of that is in like our, our metrics. By that I mean, dude, we, I've had a, a, a Instagram and a Facebook for 10 years now for the academy. And way more than most academies, we put a lot of effort into it. Right. And still we only have like 4,000 followers, which is fine. Because guess about how many people have come through the doors about that many. <laughs> right. Point being, like, we've never tried to be one of these, like, fucking in internet celebrity academies. Like, I don't weigh in on, like, the UFCs. I don't, like, give my opinion of anything other than the, the academy here. And then, fucking a few weeks ago, like an asshole, <laughs> I took a clip from that podcast you and I did about the black belt and why I think it commands so much respect. And that fucking went viral. Okay. It got shared, you know, like a hundred something, like 200 times. It got like 50,000 views, which is fine. Like, it's fine. That's cool. Unfortunately, that brought a lot of new eyeballs to our, our Facebook. So now I put up that picture of Kenny. I'm like, dude, guys, he's awesome. Like he, black belt, uh, the black gee means service. So happy for Kenny. He's the man. In our academy, and I, I'm very specific to say, in our academy, the black gee carries more weight than even a black belt. Why? Because the black belt is a very personal journey, right? And although we hold you in very high regard as a black belt, in this academy, there are, are fewer people in a black gee than in a black belt. We've got like 20 black belts. We've only got like seven or eight black gees. That's the point I was making. And of course, out of the woodwork, <laughs> the fucking bottom dredges of the internet come out. <laughs> haters. <laughs> fucking, yeah, haters. Uh. Um, and at first I was like, I'm going to argue with each and every one of these people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it dawned on me, I'm like wasting brain power on, on fucking 100%. idiots. Yeah. But man, that was yucky. But I, I, I'll, you know, I'll let you guys weigh in, but I'll leave it at this. Like, I think the whole, cause a lot of people take offense to the fact that I said the black geek carries more weight than a black belt. And usually it's people who are, who just got their black belts. They feel less than because I said that but here's the deal. The black belt is a very personal thing. You can just be a student and be a black. We have some. Like Scarborough is a perfect example of that. Right. We don't force him into a teaching role. We don't force him into a leadership role. He wants to be here and be a student. He, you know, he gives back. Like he helps. Yeah, I was going to say he still helps out. Yeah, like he helps people who need, like blue belts who need help. But he's here to train. And that's and totally he's a, fine. It's totally fucking fine. However, if he wanted to wear a black gi, what would have to change, Tony? He would have to give more of himself. A hundred percent. A lot more. Yeah. A lot more. Yeah. So the I think the the phrase I kind of thought about that, that boils it down is this. The black belt says what you can do to other people. Right. The black gi says what you can do for other people. That's mm. perfect. Very big that's, difference. That's perfect. And that's why it carries more prestige. 
in my opinion. What do you think, Mo? Fuck the internet or what? That's why I'm private. <laughs> you're, you're like I'm very sensitive. Yeah, I don't like all that. That's like that's just nonsense. It's people who have nothing to do, just need to like yeah. make themselves feel better. That's it. I know, but he's like the keyboard warriors. Yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, I'm gonna respond, and then I'm like, yeah, but you? I, I also have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah, the, not well, as yeah, much you're as laughing like, about it, but still. But then it becomes too much, and then it's like, yeah. wait, this is way too much negativity. Yeah. I don't have time for it. Forget but about it. But here's the thing. If any of those people commenting on here walked into the door and then they felt like what our students they'd feel, they'd like, probably be like, oh, oh wait, all right, I'll take yeah. that back. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and then you get people who are like, oh, uh, you know, uh, mandating like gee colors is outdated and out of style. I'm like, fuck, we're out of style. Oh, shit, I didn't know I was out of style, you dork. And then people are like, so let me get this. Let me guess. When I come in, I would have to buy one of your geese. I'm like, guess again, motherfucker. We give you one. You get one for free. <laughs> you know, there's just no excuses. There's no way around it. You're going to have to speak right into oh, the, sorry. Into the tip of that bad boy. Um, I'm unapologetic about the uniform policy. And I had a really good talk with Angelo the other night about it. Um, he's like, I didn't get it at first, but now 100% I get it. I get it. Because when you come in here, nobody's wearing anything weird. Nobody like feels out of place. And the thing is this, if you come in in the $400 like show your old gi, yeah, like you feel great. And it's not so much that you're sticking out. It's you're, you're making like the new white belt feel like a piece of shit. 100%. You yeah. know, it's just the focus goes on the wrong thing, right? I agree. I and at agree. the end it's of crazy. the day, let's boil away all, I can wax poetic and, and be all like intellectual about the uniform policy. I like it. Well, it's I like think it, it looks symbolizes cool. like a team. Like you're not going to go play basketball and everyone's wearing a different jersey. Like no, you're, right. it's a team. It looks yucky. Like you ever, like I've been to plenty of academies that have no uniform policy, which is fine, but it just looks. It looks yucky. like shit. It looks kind of yucky. It looks sloppy. Yeah. It's not on our brand. It's that's what we, you know, that's what yeah. we wanted to do. And we give you the freaking uniform. There's no so, excuses. Not only do we give you a gi, your first mo every other school. Whether it's karate, jujitsu, you go to Gracie Baja, you're you're dropping like four hundred dollars for your first month of lessons. Right. You come here, we knock fifty percent off of your first month, which is fucking insane in, in its own right. And we give you a gi. Not enough. All right, we'll give you the the dry fit T shirt. So now you can go to every class unlimited. There's there's literally no nothing you can complain about the way we get you started. No. Why are we so confident with that ridiculously low barrier of entry? Because we know that you're going to stay. You're going to enjoy yourself. Yeah. You're going to feel comfortable. You're going to feel welcome. And you're going to stay. Yeah, we don't try to play gotcha. Like, I'm not, we're not looking at the bot. We're like, we're, we look at you in your face and we're like, jujitsu is going to change your life. Yeah. And I know that you're going to come up with a few reasons why you probably can't do it. We took away all those reasons. Yeah. Are you ready to get started? Mm -hmm. Let's go. Yeah. So I wanted to say that on Facebook and all these <laughs> comment sections. But I. <laughs> But I didn't. We'll just link this podcast then. Yeah, I'm sure Dude, everybody's listening. I, I know we have a lot of things to talk about, can, but can we just touch on last night oh, for man. a second? I couldn't sleep wow. last night, dude. Crazy. I was up late. I was just tossing and turning. And dude, not like it was any different than a regular Wednesday night. Wednesday nights are, are pretty packed. But dude, there was a different energy in the air last was, night. Yeah, yeah we were just wild. rolling was the it boat. Mm -hmm. Dude, I'm, I'm reading the, the book... Uh, and Brady recommended it to me. It's The Boys in the Boat. So they're making a movie about it. It's about in 1936, Berlin hosted the Olympics. And that was Hitler. 
Oh, wow. And that was like as the Nazi party was rising to power. So he, you know, they were full fascism. So the entire nation of Germany got behind making this insane Olympic stadium craziness. All the while, they're hatching their evil plans. And this small fucking ragtag bunch of like poor, like, you know, farm boys from Washington State up and by Seattle, they, they were at the Washington University. They, they formed a crew team. So this whole book is based off of like, it's very technical in, in, in crew, you know, crew is right. Mm -hmm. Rowing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, it, but it parallels the rise of the Nazi fucking regime. And it culminates in these fucking backwoods. American boys don't have a pot to piss in, go across the world in the heat of fucking Nazi Germany and take on the Nazis. We're all doped up. They're all on testosterone and amphetamines. Um, but anyway, it's really cool. It, it speaks to me. I, you know, I love all this shit. Yeah. But uh, it's very technical about, about rowing, about like crew. And it talks about like the boat, like you guys have to be in sync. And you can have eight oarsmen who are all just fucking powerhouses. You know? So imagine like each class has an amazing instructor. And every, every you know, class has a great student body. But if, if it, everything is not gelling on the same wavelength, it doesn't feel, in, in crew, it's called the swing. Right. And the swing is like, imagine eight fucking six foot five guys, and it looks like they're all attached to the same machine. They're all rowing in awesome. sync. They're all, everything is the fucking same. Last night that was, us. was last night. Dude, I just, I, I got to do a little bit of everything last night, which was awesome. I got to connect with parents, even a grandma. I got to sign some people up. I got to teach a new kid and show him how incredible jujitsu was. It was just a little bit of everything last yeah. night, man. The energy was so high. It was so awesome. It was really cool. So awesome. It was really cool. What do you think, Mo? You've been training Boogie a Wednesday. lot. Wednesday. I have yeah. been training a lot. Tell everybody what Scar said to you. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, she said yesterday, Mom, what are we doing today? I said, Scar, it's Nogi. She goes, oh, boy, you really love Nogi. <laughs> like, you love Nogi Wednesday. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, man. It's like a, it's like a weekly reoccurring holiday. And everybody awesome. knows, and everybody brings that kind of energy with it. And and as the instructor, so we were surprised last night with Curtatus. So Curtatus never comes on Wednesday. If if we're gonna see him at night, which even that is pretty random, it's on a Monday. It's a Monday mm -hmm. yeah. With his like restaurant, like his schedule is very tight. And and man, it might have been like a year ago. He said to me, after one of these powerful nights, he was like, "This was one of those nights." He said this like a year ago, and I was like, "I know what you mean, but." But you expand on that. He's like, some like not all nights are the same, and it's and I took that personally. I was like, I try my fucking best to make sure every night is the same, but it's not. It's not. You can't force it. Like you could do your best as the instructor, but everybody's got to just find that wavelength. And obviously, the instructor plays the biggest part in that. I think. But last night, seeing Kratatis line up in that advanced Nogi class, it just made me. I was like, all right, awesome. fucking like here cooked, we go. Yeah. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, turn I it gotta up. bring the you heat. Turn it up. Yeah, man, it was it was a powerful night. What how else? About, how about bell promotions for here or for Collingswood? Both. Awesome. Oh, I'm excited for tonight, dude. Super excited, but dude, I'm telling you, the every time we have a bell promotion here at headquarters, it's the weeks that lead up to it, dude, are just so just crucial, like for the kids, yeah. right? Just getting them jazzed up, making them understand how like proud of them we are, and that you should be proud of yourself all the way trickling down to like the kids that are not getting promoted. Now you have an opportunity to step up and be the new leader. It's just such an awesome time at the Academy. It is. One thing I like, so I get, you know, you guys are on the mat, so I get to talk to the parents a lot. And I had um, 
I had one of the parents ask me, they're like, wow, a lot goes into this. Like the instructors are really into this. And it's always, you know, it's always eye-opening for me because I see you guys and it's a month. It's like you're oh, going God. through, you know, cause there's a, there's a fine point there where it's like, you want to, you might want to push a kid because he'll grow into the belt or 100%. it's like, let's save, let's, you know, keep him back. So he's like a little bit more comfortable. I'm like, you don't realize how much they it's, put into this. There's it's, a lot behind the scenes. Yeah. Once I'm, once I make, so it usually starts like this and generally the way kids belt promotions work, it's quarterly, generally. Right. As the school grows, we're probably going to have to do it a little bit more often. Yeah. But I like when they're massive. It's just more powerful. Awesome. But it starts with like a rumbling, right? Like, And we don't schedule these things very far out. We do it a little bit more by feel. Right. And like we're a little more agile with it. Like it's not set in stone what day it's going to end up being. But what will ha usually happen is like I'll look over at the level one class and it's fucking swollen. Mm. It's like, all right, we got to trim some of the fat. And, I'll be like, <laughs> and but. But we're doing a good job, man, because that means like that cycle, quote unquote, is ready to to come to f completion. Yes, meaning there's a bunch of kids ready to go, and then that kind of like head nod turns into like, I oh, mean, I think we got planting some seeds. Yeah, <laughs> and then we start like looking at the kids, and this is like a three week process. It is, but man, from the jump, it's very involved, and then the anxiety comes mm -hmm. in because you don't want to fuck this up. Mm -mm. This is such a it's big a big deal. deal. It is. And I think this time what, what was exciting for me is the level one kids, dude, they're, they're testing. They're red tip testing. They just crushed. Yeah. Like I didn't have to help them very much. It just seemed like they were above and beyond. Explain that because no other program here or belt does that. Right. So we follow like a, a curriculum, right? It's for the junior sharks level one. It's, it's about 10 weeks. And before they get their junior gray belt, we kind of test them and we give them kind of an overview on what they should know and, you know, techniques they should, you know, have an understanding of and, and moves and sweeps and submissions and all that good stuff. And we, we test them, dude. We, after the class, we, we pull some people to the side. I make sure that they're nervous because that's a good thing <laughs> yes. for them to kind of fight yeah, you, through you those You put a nerves. bunch of weight on it. I put a ton of weight on it. And I make them, you know, I make them understand that this is important. And, dude, they, they crush it. They absolutely they crush it. The what, what, they if, what if they don't? Because I'm sure you have some people who struggle. So I let them know. I, I give them an infinite amount of opportunities to take the test, right? So if they are messing up on a handful of techniques, I let them know that this is something that you got to have to practice with. Mom and dad are usually there. They're always on board. They're always willing to help, which is amazing. Yeah. And I have them come back and take the test. This round, nobody had to retake the test. Oh, wow. Nobody. Oh, and there, cool. there were like 20, 25 20, kids. 20. Oh, wow. Was it 20? I think it was even more. You probably I think it were, probably ended up like being around like 25. Nobody had to retake the test. Yeah, man, that's Insane. crazy. It's so, I mean, oh, here comes fucking Mike. Mike is crip walking <laughs> in through the parking lot. Love um, so let's uh, address the elephant in the room. Classes are packed. Yes. Classes are packed. Oh, he crip walked up like a cool kid, and then he went to the wrong door that doesn't open. <laughs> Stuck the wah, landing. Wah. Um, classes are packed. Packed. And, and we are, we are unapologetic about that. I, I don't know that anybody else in the entire jujitsu world is as well-equipped to handle a huge class as we are. In fact, you would agree with me. I guarantee you would agree with me. We do better in these gigantically packed classes. Dude, 100%. You and I specifically. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Aladdin's doing great with it too. Aladdin's Russ doing, is doing well with Aladdin's it. Doing Alan's awesome. doing great with it. Awesome. All so maybe them. I take that back. Maybe we all are very good at it. Right. But my from day one, 
uh, that was always my my uh, structure. So I, we've talked about this before. One of the things that I did early on was I was one of the first guys to bring the karate kind of structure to a jujitsu curriculum. I did that at Ricardo's. Right. And we went from having like seven kids in the program upwards of like 175 in a very short amount of time. And we were like the biggest kids program, maybe, I don't know if in the world, I was, there was enough, like there was no social media, I don't mm -hmm. know. But definitely in the country. So there's something to that. And that's because you and I grew up in these environments yep. where, where 12 people on the mat in a karate class was not good enough. No. And for some reason in jujitsu, people kind of got not only accustomed to that, but they thought that was better. Right. Like maybe because they're like, my kid will get more attention, but you're looking at it the wrong way. If, if the teacher's doing their job and the curriculum is airtight, like ours is, right. and the teaching methodology is rock solid, like ours is, yep. and the culture is on point, like ours is, they're going to get way more from having more bodies on the mat, more energy, more looks, more opportunities for leadership, more opportunities to learn from other people than they will in that class with 12 kids. Yeah. yeah. That gets like a mausoleum, quiet, awkward, and like no energy. Dude, if you can step up and be a leader amongst 50 of your peers, mm -hmm. yeah. Dude, sky's the limit. Yeah. Sky's the limit. And and I I dare you. I dare you to be bored in a class with 50 kids in. No, it. you can't. There's I, not enough time. But, but I'll tell you what. Vibe. Look, we're good at what we do. Like, I went to Collingswood last week, and I had a fucking blast, man. I, I got to teach in Collingswood at night. A beginner class. A beginner class, <laughs> which I haven't done in forever. And there was an intro. Haven't done that. A kid's intro in forever. I was like, I was kid over the, the moon. Yeah, I was over the moon. High. I was riding high. But I'll be honest. I don't know that I would be able to do that like twice a night, every night, every week. Because that small class, they rely on the instructor way more for the energy. Big time. And the difference between us and other places is other places are okay when the energy is low. How would you feel if the energy was Ugh. low? Ugh. Break out in high. Yeah, break out in high. Fucking, yeah. they just won't happen. Right, right. You're a, you're a mom. Like, what if we brought Scarlet to a place, say it's like, uh, like basketball camp. Right? Like, we brought her to basketball camp over the summer, and there were, like, 150 kids in there. Like, part of you as a mom, were you like, oh, I wish there was only 10? Because she would get more attention, like, well, hypothetically. Well, she's just, like, nervous going into yeah, that, just, that was, And she was, like, the youngest kid there. But, again, that's an opportunity for you to lean into. Like, as a mom, yeah, you exactly. leaned into it. Like, Scar, you got you to gotta step it up. Well, I often get questions when they're coming in. They're like, oh, wow, this is... The, my kid's gonna jump into this class right here and i'm like oh yeah you're damn right they are <laughs> yeah. <But> the, <laughs> of course and that's when i'm like right but you have to see the magic happens on the mat like yeah. you yeah. didn't see professor tony yet the way he can command a room you didn't see professor pete and the one thing i think is also really important is the amount of coaches or helpers that we yeah. have that are coming onto the mat and making sure you know the kids are following instruction when they do break dude, out dude our helpers are doing so good man we have a massive they're bench just, right now. They're, they're yeah, doing crazy. things like they're reading my mind on the mat. It's absolutely incredible. Like yeah. I don't have to direct them around. I don't have to tell them to, hey, you should pay attention to this group or that group. They're just they're doing just it, dude. It. They're yeah. on autopilot. We're, we're operating on a, a level it's, that... It's insane. Dude, I, I brought in... I told you guys both about this last night. I'll share it with everybody because it. I was riding high, man. And you know me. Like, I'm pretty buttoned up. You yeah. know, like... I, if I have a problem with somebody, believe me, they're, yeah. they're going to know. And yeah. I don't like hide my feelings. 
But if I'm like really riding high, I kind of, I tell Mo and I keep it to myself, right? Because I don't like celebrating my wins and things like that. But I got home and I couldn't fucking help but put in the group. I'm like, guys, I'm I'm fucking riding high. Is anybody else like feeling this? Hell yeah. So we got done with level three last night. And I got to tell you, so for years and years and years, for like a decade, I've had this vision in my head of an expert kids program. And I've had different iterations of it. And, And over the years, you and I have gotten close. We've gotten close. Yeah. We've always, we got a level two pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But level three, like anytime it was within reach, we'd like lose our yellow belts. Yep. Or like something would happen in the demographics, it just wasn't going to work. And then like, it just didn't feel right. And then I didn't have the right vision for it. But man, 10 years ago, like at Ricard- when I just left Ricardo's, when I was thinking about it, last night's level three class was the embodiment of that exact vision That's and amazing. i felt so fucking good doing it i brought the kids in at the end and i had to say it to them and that's not how, that's not my style but i was like you know how long have we been who knows how long we've been open and abby nachersky's like 10, 10 years in april of it course it's gonna be 10 years 10 years wow. crazy yeah that's awesome and i was like so guys that means for about like seven and a half years i've had this dream of an expert kids program like and it it turned into what is today level three but you know right off the bat of course it wasn't the dream it wasn't the vision it took a lot of work but i get today this class right now what you kids just did that was the vision that's so awesome it was fucking cool you almost had record breaking numbers too for that level three class. it might dude we've i'm i know for a fact we've had 29 kids in level three before which doesn't sound like a lot compared to like our other classes but these are are the elite mm-hmm. kids yeah. students. These are kids who have been dedicated to jujitsu for like three years up to like nine years. Insane. It says so much. We had 30 kids last night. So Ooh. that might be the record, you know? And I, I had to poke it out and I was like, if Keno came tonight, it for sure would have been a record. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Dan Quinn was like, my wife couldn't get Jay here. Yeah. That for sure would have been the record. Yeah. But dude, 30 elite kids. You should see, you poke your head over. It's crazy. Oh, it's, it's fucking crazy. amazing. It's insane. Crazy. <laughs> it's it's just it, last night was powerful, man. Everything we're doing is so well. So, you know, off the back of that, like this vision of what we what could be, what these assistant coaches are doing, that's fulfilling that other part of the vision. Right. Holy shit. Like when like you like man, nine years ago when you and I sat down, we're like we can we can do this. We can conquer in the a world. Significant way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, we would kick around. Like, <laughs> you and me versus the world, we'll fucking take over. Blah, blah, blah. Which we can. The guys that, what they're doing right now, that is just like proof positive that what we've got is working. I agree 100%. And Man. we're seeing it more and more every night. Yeah. Dude, we have, you know, I have sometimes, what, five, what do you think, Mo? Five, six helpers? What did sure. I have last night? Five, six helpers on yeah. the mat? Had all been, do yeah. kind of, all kind of working in sync, and doing their own thing, too. not just like walking around. I mean, like they're there, they're actively helping, they're Sp- spreading the mat out, and it's like they're... you know, moving kids around, making sure kids are safe. Yeah. And it's amazing, dude. Some it's nights, incredible. some nights, I'll get down on level three, I'll go in the back, get a piece of gum, freshen up, and I'll sit Seiza where the two mats meet in the back of the academy. So I'm kind of out of the way, but right. everybody kind of knows I'm lurking. Right. And I get to scan both mats at the same time and just fucking soak it all in. I'm like, yeah. God damn, look at this. Mm-hmm. And the thing that strikes me most nights is I'll, I'll count. I'm like, there's like, there's 13 coaches here. There's like 13 yeah. coaches. Not only are there 13 coaches, like 11 of them could probably go like run a school right now. Yep. Like the, yep. the skill they have as instructors already. 
And the other like few, it's only because they've just started helping a couple they, weeks they ago. They haven't got the mm-hmm. reps yet. Yeah, I, I got to say, like I've been watching, like Kenny was here Monday night. He taught fundamentals. I was blown away, blown away. The verbal cues, like the physical anchors he was using, the command of the room, the reframing. Like all our our teaching methodology to a T. He needs to be louder. I right. told him that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, he nailed it, dude. And then Zach filled in after bell promotions because we were when we have a kids bell promotion on a weeknight, it's craziness. Right. So obviously, like we run overtime, and somebody had to start fundamental. Zach was eager. We had a few people, but Zach pretty much begged right. for the opportunity. <laughs> right. He fucking nailed it. Dude, I couldn't believe it. it. I was blown it. away. And to people who might have any fucking problem, I'm speaking to you, Facebook person <laughs> in your mom's basement right now. If anybody has a problem with like a purple belt, like Kenny teaching a, a fundamentals class, I started teaching jujitsu at Ricardo Almeida's when I was a blue belt. And at the time, Ricardo's was was arguably the most like legitimate academy, like on the Eastern, outside of Henzo's obviously. Right. But Ricardo was an extension of Henzo. Right. right? Ricardo was Henzo's top guy, still is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if that's a good enough for Ricardo, guess what? Yeah. Good enough for me. <laughs> and listen, if you can command the room and teach good jujitsu and build, you know, unbreakable bonds with your students, you can teach a class. Right. That's it. You can teach a class. Yeah. It's that simple. How about Bell Promotion tonight for Collinswood? That's funny. first one ever. That's exciting, dude. Dude, that is awesome. That and yeah. James are killing it over there. Dude. 26 on the mat last they night. They had 26 Insane. junior sharks on the mat last night. That's so cool. Insane. Here's what's crazy. It's been four and a half months. It took us, Tony, <laughs> at the at the one-year mark, we had 97 students. I'll never forget that number because mm-hmm. my goal was 100 in a year. I told Mo, like, the day I signed the lease, I was like, if I could convince 100 people to train jujitsu with me in the first year, we'll be able to eat food and, <laughs> you know, have, Not like, so much ramen lights are on. Obviously, those were different times. Right. You know, like, like, branding and getting, like, your word out was a lot harder back then, and I wasn't good at it. Like, everything that we learned, it's just, I love the success of Collingswood because it's, it's just proof. It is. It's... it's it's proof of concept. Yeah. And yes. it lets me know that every one of these helpers has a future, if they want it, opening in their own school. That's amazing. It's a powerful That's thing. That's amazing. That was, in the, that was the other part of the dream. It is. That's awesome. And I think we have what? We have eight kids getting promoted? Eight. I think it's eight. No. That's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing, though. Dude, they you train know? every single day. Every day. They're little they killers They're little too. killers. They yeah. are. Dude, Vina, EJ, and Kingsley are absolute murderers i tell the dad every time i see the dad i'm like dude i want to pluck you guys right i'm sorry collinswood but i want you guys <laughs> yeah. at headquarters i just that, what a great family what a great family yeah dude they're really cool the dad what a good guy what a good group to kind of build collinswood around i know because mm-hmm. dude one, they were the first kids they were the, they were they, the first signups i remember i was yeah. at scar soccer game mm-hmm. her for soccer practice and then they were coming in. I was like, Tony, if you could get, we had, we just opened, Con- Collinswood wasn't even open I was going to no, say it wasn't, wasn't even open no, yet. No. And I was like, if you can, you know, get them to enroll in Collinswood, like you're, you're a legend. And then of course, like seven <laughs> minutes later, you send me a text. But dude, they were slam dunk. They were a They're lock. They're just such good they kids. They were a lock. Um, yeah, it just speaks volumes, dude. It's a really exciting time. It is. It is. Told you, Mo. Told me. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I knew it all along. And dude, a part of me just feels like, and I know we say this all the time. I think this is like this is just the beginning. Like we're not, like we have still oh, so yeah. much to do. Agreed. So much to do. Agreed. You did tell me though, because remember, what is it like? 15 how long have we been together it's been so long like 15 Many years moons. ago when we were driving like down collingswood you're like i'm gonna have a school here one day yeah oh i just poked my head's in cute. yeah yeah and now it's like we can have a school everywhere one day everywhere yeah it's awesome we just everywhere. have a good thing going man i was so collingswood you know it started great and then the, we had to fix some things obviously right and it was growing. It was the first satellite school, right? It's and it was the pain. first time that we had instructors not under our direct supervision and growing pains for sure. And after a few weeks and, and a few adjustments, the the turnaround. And we talked about the turnaround Scatino made on the podcast a bunch of times. Right? Fucking unreal, mm -hmm. unreal. Like being out there was so awesome on last Thursday. Um, but all those valuable lessons that were painful for us and for them because like it was our first time. The exciting thing is, imagine the next time we do it. Right. It's going to be, be like... A little bit better. God damn. And it's going to turn into like this really fun and friendly competition, like <laughs> race to 100, <laughs> yes. which Collingswood, by the end of the next week, is going to be at 100 students. Right. What are they? 93? 93. 93. All right. 93. That's incredible, man. Dude, the, awesome. the Wednesday noon clap. Did you, you saw it. I, dude, I, the eye in the sky is always watching. <laughs> Dude, blown away. What, the what, worst what thing it? I could have done 16th? was put in security cameras everywhere because now it's like every class I'm looking and yeah, you had like 14 people. And it started off just me having my buddies come from headquarters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that was like Wednesday's noon class. Which, which was, was cool. a smart thing to do. Yeah, I had to. It was, I, I had yeah, bodies to. on the mat. Bodies on the mat. And it was the right group of guys to where if others would come in and take the class, I, I can trust them mm -hmm. and they can assimilate them into the tribe right away. Um, but now it's flip-flopped. Now it's like yeah. a few headquarters. I guys, noticed that. You had, like you had like Ecker, you had like yeah. Ecker and Chief, and I think that was it. That's it. Dude, that's, that's awesome. It. And then it's the rest of Collinswood. I met four new people yesterday. That's wow. so cool. At Collinswood, four. So that means in a week, four people came in. Dude, one guy was taking his second class. One guy was within his first week. We had an intro. It was like I met yeah, like four awesome. new people. That's exciting. That were brand new to jujitsu. What do you think we can do to get Mo to quit her job <laughs> and become like the, our full time like? Oh, do it, Mo. Like lead. Don't want me to it's, do that. It's yet. only a matter of time. One, a matter when of we time. open the third location, you're gonna have to strongly consider it. It's we'll only see. a matter of time, we'll Mo. See, guys, we'll see. You gotta what leave do you the, will see? the stress you, of the you know normal work. You have a, a burning desire to stay in risk management. <laughs> I do love you it. You have to see your life's work through to the end. <laughs> I said 40. Dude, GSK 40 will, will fall apart without you. <laughs> all right, all right. I said 40 will be my retirement 40 age. 40 years old? Yeah. Oh, oh bitch. Let the whole, let's get some straight. Easy. I'm 37. <laughs> you, well, like yeah, but you're not there. fucking retiring. <laughs> you're going to be working way harder. <laughs> Your boss is going to be way less forgiving when you work here than at GSK. But it's going to be more fulfilling. Way more fulfilling. I mean, guys, I'm here right now. I'm, I'm, I'm helping. I'm, I'm involved. No, dude, I, I do all the boring you. stuff right now. I'm doing all like the tax shit. I know. Shit. That, I'd rather us delegate that and have you mingling with dude I, dude, I love, let me, I got to say this. I love when Mo's here because we'll be in the office and we'll like, 
tag team like a game plan yeah. like somebody will walk in the door and like <laughs> you want them you want to get them uh, uh, go get them Mo. you know and you got, i'm like tony high, point out who are the new moms who yeah, are the new parents yeah. who should i like, go see uh, it's awesome yeah it's nobody's so better nobody's better every time we do a staff meeting i bring her up 100 percent. every single time because one of the big we one of the like the the tenets of our you know teaching methodology is is edifying the instructor for a few reasons so if you're coming in for your first class, one of the first things that the program director, whoever's meeting you at the door and talking to your mom, or if you're an adult talking to you directly, one of the things we have to do is make you comfortable. Like we, yeah, we have to build rapport. Like Tony, what's up, dude? Yeah. Welcome to the school, man. You Thank ever trained you. before? No. Awesome. Now you got no weird habits that we have to break. You're gonna have a great time, dude. You're in amazing hands. Professor Tony out there right now, the guy with the fohawk and the tattoos, <laughs> he's gonna teach your class. And I'm gonna tell you right now, you will not find the better instructor. You will not find a more like passionate, enthusiastic guy on the face of the planet. Like you're in for a treat. What did that just do for him? Made I, him calm. Made him like, all right. Made he's him gonna, calm. Oh, I, I'm in good hands. Yeah, yeah, yep. Exactly. So he believes me because I believe it. And I, I set expectations for him. I kind of like remove some of the mystique. He doesn't think he's about to get jumped. Mm -hmm. That instructor edification is such a big deal. And you guys hear when I'm teaching kids or adults. Like if I talk about the Kimura, who do I always bring up? Peachy. Yeah, if I talk about like like the strongest man alive is. Coach Allen. Yeah, man, like th that goes a long way. And nobody on the fucking planet is better than Melissa. I agree. Almost I to that, like, guys. almost to a detriment because it, like early on when we first opened the academy, I would hear her talking to parents in the lobby and it would like gas me up. Like it would make me like, it would inflate my ego. I'm like starting to believe it, but <laughs> but she believes it. But that goes a long way. And, and you can teach people to do that. Right, but man, it's if it's just like our teaching methodology. If it's not genuine, authentic, and sincere, if it's not coming from your soul, well, here's right. the here's the thing. I mean, I think for me, it is easy to what is it edify? Yeah, the instructor because I also train and I've also taken your classes, both yeah. of you, yeah. right? And so it's way easier for me to. And I was like so nervous when we started. I mean, and I'm your wife, and I was still like, it's a very intimidating. Dude, every, yeah. Used to be. More mal dominant, but I feel like our women's program coming is in like ooh, coming in strong. Exploding. Yeah, girls. So for me, it's like it's just easy. That because was like I, a very Shania Twain thing you just dropped in there. Yeah, right? let's, let's go, go, girls. But I'm saying all this because I was able to get on the mat. I myself went through it, so I could explain to them like, look, I was nervous too. Any woman that's coming in, like I always make it a point to go up to her. I know the nerves. I still have nerves when I go onto the mat. Yeah. So to like explain like you are really in good hands, I think it does like make them more calm. For kids, they're going in, they might have like, you know, crippling anxiety and these kids are Oftentimes like- Oftentimes they do. Yeah. I think, do you think it's, do you see it more often now? More often, yes. For sure. More often. For sure. And one of the things going along with what we're saying, one of the things that we do best is lowering the barrier of entry. Yeah. Like we make people feel comfortable. And why? Because it's freaking important. They're scared. Absolutely. They're scared. And yeah. the biggest thing, you find like one little thing, like we, I, you do a really good job too at it. Like when we do our handoffs, like, yeah. you know, Mo, he just took his first class or like he might be wearing like a... Iron Man shirt or something, and you yeah. pick those little things. Like, I remember. He just got real excited about Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. 
He's like, like yeah, fucking Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, but like one thing was cool. Like I remember when you first started, it was like the Ninja Turtles, and like the mom was like super nervous. He 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 didn't like soccer. He didn't like this. You know, going on and on. I'm like, he will love this, and then I'll I'll get down to their level. I'm like, listen. I'm like, Professor Pete out there. He trained with the guy who choreographed the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> you you got to just make those connections. Everyone wants to. that connection. Have I don't care go. if you're four or 44. Like everyone wants to know like they're okay and safe. Dude, sometimes the adults even more than the kids are nervous even as well. oh, for yeah. sure yeah. for sure it's crazy it's yeah crazy. and then that that kind of comes back around to like what our social media presence really is designed to do i because even me man like if i'm gonna even if i'm gonna buy like a new like like woodworking tool even if I'm gonna do so, anything I'm gonna do these days, I'm not Googling anymore. YouTube. For shit I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go on Instagram and I want to see real people using this shit. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna go to jujitsu, I can guarantee an adult, especially, I would be shocked if in the last six months any of the adults who enrolled here didn't check out our Instagram first. And I'd be shocked. And yeah. what are they gonna see? They're not gonna. I'll tell you what they won't see. Maybe a little bit, but they're not gonna see flashy techniques. They're nah. going to see people freaking smiling, smiling. Yeah. and happy yeah. and joyful to be here. Look, there's going to be videos so of like me fucking foot sweeping Kenny. Right. There's going to be videos of like Vandenberg and Fonz trying to, but because that's also part of it. Yeah. 100%. And when we do that, it's usually juxtaposed to like somebody hugging and smiling mm-hmm. because I want you to see that those things do go hand in hand. That's important because yeah. at the end of the day, I've said this a million times, without the hard training, we're just a social club. Yep. For sure. We might as well be a quilting bee. Yeah, you yeah. got to feel some success too. Yeah. Like in, yeah, in progress. And and you got to fucking, you got to be the nail. Yeah. You got to get your ass kicked and yeah. you got to like fight through the fire. Without that, dude, like it's just not as transformative. And that's when, that's when the Facebook douchebags are right. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the funny thing. And I made the mistake of like interacting <laughs> with these scumbags. Because, you know, again, I enjoy it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And for the first couple, because this has never had, like, I've never had just random fucking people from like New Mexico talking believe. shit. So I'm like, let me see who the first guy. I'm like, let me see who this motherfucker is. Does he even train? And, you know, he's got like one post from like 2021. And then it's like a picture of him in his little bullshit dojo. And it's like, you know, 10 by 10, like, they're all, they all have ringworm. Right. It's like a little <laughs> shit show. And I'm like, all right, I get what you're, I get this whole spiel. Like, you think you're OG, you think you're old school because you guys all smell bad and, like, you guys don't wear a shirt under your your gi, so you think that makes you tougher. Right. Come into oh, my fucking yeah, advanced sure. class. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just because <laughs> I'm smiling. at them. Yeah. Just because yeah. we're smiling and just because, like, Vandenberg is going to, like, take you very carefully through the warm-up <laughs> and, like, we're going to help you with the technique doesn't fucking mean we're not going to rip you apart. Right. Motherfucker. Right. And I don't want to get too heated, but, <laughs> but one of my favorite things on earth Look, I don't compete. I, I don't compete. I did. I got hurt a bunch. And I think about it. And I will compete again. But I'm not a quote-unquote competitor. I did it to challenge myself when that was what was called for mm-hmm. in my soul at that time of my life. Fought in a fucking cage. I did the thing. My goal right now is to get after it personally as a martial artist and share this with as many people mm-hmm. as I can. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, yep. But I'll say this. One of my favorite things in the whole world is when a black belt's in town and they come to visit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I know exactly what's going to happen. 
He's so going to sign the waiver. He's going to take class. He's going to have a great time. We're going to train. And there's going to be a text on my phone from my wife that says, <laughs> how did it go? And every single time up till now, over the last 10 years, it's I fucking smashed them. Yeah. And that's not because I'm rude and it's not because I'm very nice about it. Yeah, I usually are. let them move first. Right. Yeah. And I'm only, I'm not saying that to impress anybody. I'm not I'm saying that to just point out the fact that people get mistaken with the success of our academy, the cleanliness, mm -hmm. the professionalism, the, the kindness, the kindness, you know, the the inclusivity of it. They conflate that with like weakness. Yep. Right. For some crazy reason. And they think that the dirtier and grungier the environment is, the tougher they are. Yeah. It's just not the case. It's the case at Daisy Fresh, motherfucker. Right. Like right. your your basement, your mom's garage is not Daisy Fresh. Right, right. As, just because you you sleep in a fucking shack doesn't mean you're one of the Daisy Fresh guys. Right, 100%. The Daisy Fresh yeah. guys are the Daisy Fresh guys. Yeah. There's a Murders. very big. You don't know who they I are. I have no idea what you're talking Jacob, about, dude. Jacob Couch. They're pretty much a bunch of homeless guys that live in this this old abandoned like um, laundromat that mm -hmm. they converted to a dojo. And they when when I say they train hard, it's literally just all day every day. Young kids beating the fuck <laughs> out of each other, but super technical. Right. But they're mentally tougher than any other academy, mm -hmm. and they they crush they crush in a competition. And a lot of the guys live in like sheds in the back. It's just it's this whole little thing. Right. It's a, one time in my life that would have been appealing. Mm -hmm. Those days are long gone. <laughs> right. Um, and I think when that came to like the forefront of the jujitsu community, it gave a lot of like similar grungy kind of people hope. Yeah, like they felt validated. Like right. oh, I'm tougher than you are. All right, motherfucker. I was at Ricardo's. Okay, and I've seen countless world champions come through that door from very grungy places in like the backwoods of Brazil. And I saw Ricardo beat the fuck out of every single one of them. Yeah. The only yeah. two people I've seen one person give Ricardo a really tough, like not put it to him, but like, but like pass the guard mount him. That was Hodger Gracie. Right. Which, he gets a pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody who gave him a really hard time was Braulio Estima at the height of Braulio's like Abu Dhabi run. Also gets a pass. Yeah. And at the time Ricardo was fighting for in the UFC. Right. Other than that, yeah. anybody who thought that like they had the best, hardest, like like tough nose training would come to Ricardo. So Ricardo would dismantle them. Yeah. And when Ricardo was done, Professor Brian, coach, would dismantle <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. Point being, that's just more evidence that you can't mistake the look, feel, sound of an academy with the toughness of the practitioners within. Yeah. Right. It's also just looking at jujitsu through a different set of eyes too, right? So that style of training is very niche. It's very, uh, it's it's small. Like not everybody wants to freaking train. That very hard, important point. Yes, right. Whereas our the way we look at it and the way we approach jujitsu and martial arts is we want to include everybody. Yeah. Not everybody wants to train balls. Not everybody well, wants to be a well, world champion. What's what's the goal? Is the thing like you said? What's the goal? So the Daisy Fresh guys, they have one goal. They have one goal. It's to win championships, to lift themselves out of fucking abject po poverty. Right. That's their goal. Because I was looking at like other sustainable. That was not sustainable. No. At a certain point, you have to start. That's the Sylvia Plath fig tree. You know, like when you, your life is the tree and these figs are coming to, to ripeness all along the tree. You only get to choose one. What happens to the other figs you don't choose? They wither away and die. And those are your those are the choices we have to make. Yeah, you have to choose which fig is the most important.
So I could say I wanted to win, uh, you know, Masters Worlds this year. You guys aren't gonna fucking see me. Nope. For like three months. And when we do, it's not gonna be the Professor Pete that we know and love. No, I'm gonna That's be very self-contained. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, but again, this bears repeating. <laughs> if a motherfucker steps, I got it in me <laughs> because I walk that fine line of still being able to. I could get in a fucking cage in, in like ten days. Right. You know, I'm pretty fucking ripped to the bone. I was showing Melissa this morning. You, you know, sure were, the abs are coming in strong. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very Beach fit. season right around the corner. My technique mm -hmm. is sharper than it's ever been. My, my gas tank feels great. My body feels great. I just think we found a very good blend. It's a happy balance. Yeah, I, I think so. Well, balance. you have to, too. Like, I adjust my training. I'm not a 24-year-old in shape. I'm the 37-year-old mom now. Yeah. Like, I go with some of these girls. I'm like, oh, shit. They're, they're like, I mean, they're getting max gas tank. I can't, I mean, I can't stay with her. If I did like six rounds with her only at, I would, I wouldn't be able to come in the next day. You should talk to Anthony because he doesn't seem to have a problem fucking her Her and up. Anthony are like my favorite. <laughs> I love them. They're hilarious. I They're so, so competitive yeah, too. I love it. I look over last night and Ant is just fucking demolishing her and I'm like, Mac, you got to get him. She's like, I'm fucking trying. She's smiling the whole <laughs> yeah. time. Oh, I love Dude, them. he does not hold back. No, it's it's awesome. hilarious. It's awesome. Yeah, but that's fun. But what I'm saying, so like you have to be be able to adjust that and you know your yeah. training partners you know like all right i'm gonna get some hard rounds i'm gonna pick this person this person this person you know yeah. no, that happens with you, one you where do, you trust someone too we're all gonna be at different stages if you're a blue belt i would say don't don't pick and choose as much because worse like most people in the room are gonna be better than you right and they're not gonna try to murder you so like you just train whoever asks you to train like where you're at now, Mala is like you know purple soon to be brown belt like you do want to pick and choose like as a black belt I'm. I already know who I'm going to train with. Like f probably for the first five rounds. All right, I'm going to do. A t a, this guy's tough. He moves a lot, but he's but he's not chaotic. So that's a good first mm -hmm. round for me. I'll yeah. get loose and I'll get sweaty. Right. All right, that's going to be a really good technical match. So I'll go there. Then this is going to be grueling, grueling, grueling. Mm -hmm. And then if I got one left, I'm going to have a fun match. I'm just going to fucking try to hit one technique. Right. Nine times. Right. Yeah. You know you got You do it. You have to take responsibility for your training. Definitely. Good rule of thumb. If you ever get confused about picking training partners, pick somebody worse than you because that's where you're actually going to get better at your technique because you can actually execute your technique. Mm -hmm. Pick a peer, somebody yeah. who's on par with you so you know where you're at. Mm -hmm. So right. you can know if what you're doing is working. Pick somebody better than you so you can get the rub, yep. you can get beat up a little bit, yep. check your ego, feel how it's supposed Good to stuff. feel. Absolutely. Great advice. I like it. Yep. I like you guys want to add anything? No, we're good. Mo? All good. Let's wrap. Let's do it. I'm That's fucking good. pumped. Dude. I want to. I want to say one more thing. What? Well, peer behind. We were talking about this this morning. So, you and I are gonna go to Collingswood tonight. Mm -hmm. This our second location. We're gonna do bell promotions. We're gonna fucking blow the roof off that place. Absolutely. Probably to a detriment to Battle and James, because <laughs> all parents would be like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> and uh, we're gonna go get tacos after. Yes. And we're gonna sit at a table which we've been at that place before, and I mapped out a vision of a future for you. We we did. How many? How long ago was that? We were talking about like three like or three four or four years. years. Okay. Yeah, I remember. But think about all the things I said. How many of them came to fruition? All think, of think them. about everything I've said to you in ten years. All of them. Every all single thing. And that's not because this is like, I'm not like Punxsutawney Phil, prognosticator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's that I know what we want so much. Right. Like I think I know what burns in our, our soul and like what we're well equipped to do 
And that's how I developed the, the vision of the future. And then once that vision's created, fucking nothing's going to sleep. It's, it's just it's game, ahead, it's yeah. game time. It's then it's just figuring out time. how to get past the hurdles. So right. That's it. We're going to keep doing that. Onward and upward. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Go. guys. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. All right. Take care, guys. Peace.